Hey there, thank you for joining and listening in. However you have bumped your way here, stumbled yourself here, I do hope that you will stick around. I appreciate you staying and listening. I am thinking that October is here (laughs) around the corner and it is crazy how quickly time goes by. And if I get one more Facebook memory, Google memory of my kids, even it's just, man, it's just, I I hope, I hope you all are stopping to smell some roses. I, I have to be very intentional about that. And as fall is here, this is, I am a, listen, I am a Michigan gal. So born and raised, you know, we've been here for 11 years, but I am Michigan, therefore I am fall. I love fall. Favorite season, warm donuts, warm cider, hayride, all of the above, boots. You know, that's that's me. So this is my favorite season. So um, but anyways, I hope you are doing well. I had a great conversation, a tough conversation in the past episode with my husband, um, Eddie, who joined me. I was really grateful that he jumped on so that I could go deeper into our flawed marriage, <laughs> the haggardness of our years. We've, we've been married for 13 years, but um, from I do on to nine plus years, it was, it was rough. And it was, and we many times, but I, I think in my mind of one specific season that we really were like getting a divorce. But then other times it was just always thrown. I'm in a divorce. I'm divorced. You know, we've been separated. Just, you know, mess, 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 mess. Um, So it was good just hashing some things out with him. But I left that conversation a little weighed down. And in my time with the Lord, I'm grateful for his grace and his mercy. Um, And that's what's just really fueling me for, for this episode, because, so I want to jump. So before starting to talk more into it, scripture, second Corinthians chapter five, um, starting in verse 14 is where we will read. And just a recap, why I even got into the conversation with my husband was talking through courage. And I listed that staying in my marriage, going against what I felt, what I thought, just going against the grain and obeying what I knew clearly what God was calling me to do and walking in that obedience and being faithful in that. Um, But let's get into scripture, starting at verse 14, for Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view, though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God 
who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Verse 19, this is the last one I'll read, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. So it very, very vividly, I went back to some flashbacks of, of irritation, like believe the best of people, but a true irritation of, well, if you just do this one more thing, you know, one, two, three steps, and then poof, voila, you have a great marriage. You know, your husband will love you and you'll be happy again, etc. And me, I'm like, um, so what's step four? Because I've done all that and it's not working. There's no poof, voila. So when do I arrive at this perfect marriage? When do I get this result of this husband who is just not cheating on me? And this husband who is kind and loving. And when am I not feeling overwhelmed and depressed because of my own junk? So I am... I I said it before, but I I don't make light of this because not only because I I walked it a a different walk, but um, because I don't know your particular story, but I don't take any credit in, yep, now we're good. Now we're fine. Now we're, you know, now we're happy-ish, so to speak. All of this is from God. And I believe what God had me do was to finally open my hands and to let go of my marriage. I had to let it go. And I had to entrust not only my marriage to God, but I was finally at the end of myself. You know, I'm a control person. I am a, I'm going to, listen, I've got probably about 18 backup plans to the first plan. That's the type of person I am. I am like, I've got it. I've got it, God. You can go, you know, save the world. I've got me. So when I finally reached the end of myself and finally got so just deep down in the mud, in the muck of my life, it was like, that is where I found my life. It's exactly as scripture says that is when Christ says that, listen, when you, when you die to yourself, when, when you are, when you are truly existing in and through me, that's when you have truly arrived. So I thought that what about the conversations of people who already have been divorced. You know, I've got friends that I dearly love who are divorced. I have family members. I I come, my parents are divorced. You know, I, I don't judge. So this is not about, oh, you missed the mark. Just, you know, maybe better next time. No. Even if you didn't miss the mark in your marriage, I can guarantee you, you missed the mark somewhere else. You're missing the mark in parenting. You're missing the mark in just your whole attitude. You're missing the mark in your complaining. You're missing the mark. Listen, you name it, I can guarantee you've missed it. 
you know, you can go ahead and pick up my 20 chapter plus book of mine. So this is not about, hey, show me your miss the mark and I'm going to judge it. This is just to say you've got to come to that place of just full repentance to say, okay, God, I didn't because you can't go back. You can't go back a year ago, five months ago, five years ago. It's gone. But when God brings you back through another situation, which it, it may look different, but I can guarantee you that he's still after the same heart issue that you have got to get burned out of you. So whatever that new situation is going to look like, you're going to have to wrap back around that mountain until you pass that test. So, and then it's going to still be on the table. So it may not be that same job that you've got to decide. It may not be that same city move. It may not be, you know, I don't know, staying. Okay. So you left this husband and it's, it's now this new one. It, it may not be, it, it's going to come back down to, are you going to obey what God is telling you to do? It's, it's simple. It's, it's difficult but it's simple. It, it is going to come back to you're going to choose you or you're going to choose him. And walking out the fruits of the spirit is, is not anything that we can muster up. <laughs> we can't create that. So no more than I could save myself and get over my mess. Could I have done that for my husband or my marriage? Surely I would not have went through all that mess if I could have saved it. So I love, I love these, this passage that Paul is saying in second Corinthians, because it's, you know, I'm, I'm a visual learner. So I just envision this, this new self, like this snake, just shedding off of you and it's gone. And then this new person is just erupting with you know, from underneath there and it breaks away, you know, like a, like a little caterpillar into a butterfly. So, you know, when he says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. So you look the same, you still have all of your life experiences, and that's just going to be a lifelong process of, of modeling Christ. And that's going to be that sanctification walk but your heart, you're a new creation now. And that was not from you. That's why the next verse says, all of that is from God, all of it. So now what is, well, now I'm going to walk in this new creation. Now I'm going to flesh this out and I don't have to, there is no condemnation in Christ. So this doesn't need to be where I'm just, oh, you know, Eeyore, oh, woe is me. I just, I guess God doesn't love me. Like he, he died for you knowing you were already going to a miss the mark and B deny him. He knew that. So what is going to drive the shift, the change has got to be this dying to self this end of your road and just this place of Holy Spirit, I can do nothing 
apart from you. Nothing in that brokenness is the essence of this whole old self, new self. It's, it's to say that, you know what, Christ, I am now going to model my life to look like you. And how do you best do that though? So in Luke, um, passage in Luke, uh, Martha and Mary, um, I'm definitely (laughs) not by uh, trade Mary. I am the Martha. But uh, Luke chapter 10, Jesus, so you've got Mary and Martha who um, are with Jesus. And Jesus tells Martha, you know, she's just upset that Mary's not helping and doing anything with her. But, but look at verse of, so chapter 10, um, verse 42, um, Jesus says, but few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. Well, what did Mary choose is the question. So if you back up in the earlier verse, he was, he was in this home and Martha in Martha's home and, and she was cooking, she was cleaning, she was perfectionist, she was serving. And, you know, we always spiritualize it. It was all for the Lord, right? I mean, literally he was in her house, like the Lord, she was cooking, cleaning. I'd probably be up in there like scrubbing the wall, cleaning baseboards, right? Um, but meanwhile, while she's doing all that, verse 39 says she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. So then going back to that verse 42, what Mary had chosen was better is what Christ is saying. So you choosing to sit at his feet, you choosing to surrender and and leave yourself, shed this old self off, leave behind what you, I mean, you can't get that back. It's done. So now you're ahead process. Now you're moving a for, moving forward process is going to be found at Christ's feet. That is where you are going to be regenerated. That is where you are going to get your essence. That is where you are going to get your full substance of who you are. And that shift is so powerful to the point that you you still have you, you still have your bents, you still have your flaws and you still have all of your, your mess. But when you know that it's in the light of, you know what, Jesus died for my mess, then that changes the game. So I just want to encourage you that Jesus died for you, ladies. So whether that courageous decision to obey and to follow him brings up any level of condemnation, I want you to submit that to him. You need to repent of your sins and you do need to give God everything. Like just 
take your, you know, your bulldozer truck and just, just drop it. So you can't just, you know, pretend it didn't happen. You need to acknowledge that you have went away from him. He already knows it anyways. But at that place, you will find that you are fully known and you are fully loved. And therefore, you will be fully empowered to do whatever he is calling you to do.